Okay, there you go. And you have capacity to love those and a willingness to love those. Hey, everybody. Your girl, Queenie Love. If you all can hear me out there. Tonight, of course, I'm here talking about relationships. I'll be coming on camera a moment. Here, chatting it up about relationships. Many of you know I love um, unpacking behaviors and relationships, all types. So tonight, um, I'm welcoming a gentleman by the name of Baba Makanjula, um, Ori Eni founder, and um, I am super excited to engage with him, get his perspective on relationships. I asked Baba, um, why are we not getting relationships right? And he has um, some information to share, you know, his opinion on that and his experience and how he sees these things. So definitely I'm looking forward to this. So if you give me a moment, we're going to be coming on live. And we're going to get into this. I'm going to read a little bit about Baba. So Baba Makanjula has seen, he says he's seen a share of tough times in life being a native of South Central Los Angeles. But shortly after his IFA initiation in 2019, his world was shaken to its core. He lost his house, his business tanked, and his wife left. That's when began the internal quest to discover what had driven his choices throughout his life, including the choices that led to such periods of inconceivable setbacks. On his journey, he crossed paths with the teachings of Ori through his studies of the spiritual tradition of Ifa. That's when the light bulb detonated, eclipsing his past. Ultimately, he decided to renege on his prior understanding, rewrite new narratives, and change his mind. This manifestation became the springboard for evolution in his life and many members of Ori Eni Eni since it launched in 2020. Um, I think, yeah, there we go. I think that's it. We're going to share his email and whatnot probably by the end of this. Um, I'm excited. So I think you're going to enjoy it. Uh, make sure you share this. Of course, it will be on Spotify. As we're finished, actually, I'll make sure it's up on Spotify so you can easily share the um the uh, the link for Spotify and um, get it out there. So without further ado, let's welcome Baba Makanjula to the Relationships on the podcast. Baba, are you there? Yes, yes, yes. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I am chilling. <laughs> First of all, that's a pretty dope shirt. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you. I make them. It's my little 
a little catchphrase. I say I shizzle all the time, so I made it straight out. Yeah. Yeah, I like that shirt. I like that. So um, I want to welcome you and, and thank you for, um, you know, deciding to come and have this conversation with me. Uh, I know that it was maybe a couple weeks ago you reached out and kind of wanted to know, um, you know, about my show. And of course, there's some things you wanted to talk about. And this just so happened to have been right after the uh, Will Smith, Jada, you know, situation that occurred. And um, I saw you post a few things. I think we may have seen some comments and um, shared some of the same views, I do believe. And uh, But I thought you had a very unique perspective on how you were seeing relationships. And so, of course, I'm always intrigued by different views, whether I agree with them totally or not. I'm just so intrigued by those. Um, and so here you are. Sure. I should <laughs> so not Ashe, but Ashizel. I like that. Um, so let's get into this a little bit. Um, I read your bio and I would love for you to, in your own words, just kind of tell me a bit about who you are. Um, yeah, who you are and, and, and how this came to be and even your teachings, because I know that you um, you teach and um, and this is if you're trying to, you know, build and, and even help us reprogram the way we think and the way we see re relationships and life as a whole. So can we get into who you are? I'm just a person from South Central LA, um, born in the 70s, raised in the 80s, had fun in the 90s, but realized in 2019 that I learned how to live my life wrong as a man. And it was a very hard lesson to, to swallow, ingest, digest, <laughs> and separate from moving forward after I had that epiphany. Um, it, really, it really changed my life when I had that epiphany because I hadn't really sat down and been able to say, I even realized that, or what that even was, that I felt was the right way of living as a, I don't subscribe to the whole African-American black thing, but, and that's probably gonna be a whole nother situation later on. <laughs> but um, but as, a, as a man with this complexion in the environment that I grew up in, and the way I was taught, I realized it was completely wrong. And what taught me that I was completely wrong was the teachings and understandings that I was learning from me fuck. Um, I didn't have a gauge to it. Um, I want to say certain things, but I'm not out of respect for your audience. I don't know who's going to listen to this, but I didn't have a gauge for it. So when I got that gauge, it shined the light on what I was doing. And it was like, oh no, this got to go. If you want to do this, you can't do that anymore. And the more I tried to match up apples to apples, I, my fruit basket was a mess. So I had to change all of that stuff. And still changing something, don't get me wrong. Nothing changes overnight. Everything is work in progress until I, I get back in the dirt. But for the most part, I got a grip on the things that were really the most challenging for me. Uh, and from there, I'm here talking to you. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> so can we just talk a little bit about, listen, you know, my followers are pretty dope and they're pretty open-minded. And if they're not, they know that I welcome them to turn this particular show off. It's okay. <laughs> um, come back. I'll always have something for you at a different time. But when you talk about um, the teachings of Ifa and you come into the understanding of it and it's it seems like it might have been eye-opening. I had a, a different awakening personally, so I get that these things happen. But what was so different? What actually what actually became that light bulb for you that said, wait a minute? I had to say it out loud to myself that I didn't know how to be a man. Mm. That was hard for me to, to, to digest. I didn't know how to be a man. I didn't know how to be a husband. I didn't know how to be a father, technically. You know why? Because I had never been a son. That's deep. See what I'm saying? Like, That's really deep. I didn't know what that was. And, I, and a lot, I think a lot of people I know have suffered from the same thing. They just haven't come to that conclusion yet. Because you're taught to mask it as a man and keep moving and keep it going, suck it up, be tough, and don't show any weakness. Like it's it's the most ludicrous concept that men have to suffer with their whole lives. I just decided not to do it anymore. I just looked at it, and, and that, like I said in my description, my divorce is what prompted it. When I looked at the the so-called I'll say failure, so-called failure of that divorce, which was basically the experience that was teaching me a lesson that I came out of this with, which is this right now. Um, that divorce or that separation or that that journey ending made me look at myself and it made me dissect so how could you have corrected this and I had to do like self evaluations like I grew up in a household that my father left at two years old my stepfather was like a revolving door he would come over like once or twice a month that was my normality. I didn't learn, I didn't know what family was. I didn't know what a man's supposed to do. All I knew that a man was supposed to get money and provide that, what? After that, then what? Like now what? I'm still more than a paycheck. So what does that else, does that do, entail? Uh, I didn't know how to manage emotions. I grew up in South Central and South Central, you grew up there. Emotions is not something that, that you need to have, you can have. You can't afford emotions in South Central. Emotions will get you killed in South Central. So I didn't have that switch at the time. So I was kind of like functioning on that frequency while trying to be a so-called husband. So when like I told you, when I got that initiation, they didn't give it to me right then and there, but as I did my studies and I started evaluating what is this EFA thing and what does it actually do? What does it teach? What is it about? How do I function in it? Uh, it was completely different from anything I had practiced. Um, I was in the nation of Islam. I was in the church. None of that stuff gave me this information. Because it gave me like the key points of a person and what you're supposed to do as a man, but not just as a man, as a person sent here from, from the heavens to, to conquer your destiny, to do what you were sent here to do and what that's supposed to look like. And everything I had learned did not match up. Wow. So if I, with that particular teaching, I don't want to stay on it. I'm just curious. Um, 
is you know is it family is the is it what is the foundation let me do it that way i don't want to i don't want to steer the question so what is the foundational teaching and and what does it say about family family is where the wealth is in the world it's the reverse of it most people here want to have as least children as they want they can have um how many children do you want like two maybe <laughs> But in fact, it's more like the more children you have, that is your wealth. Um, but as far as what it says about family after that, is that it's a lot. I mean, we can be here all day yeah. about it, but yeah. Yeah. it's a lot. But um, particularly, I'll take two things out of the out of the, the bucket. Um, one thing is that eldership, the importance of eldership. Any father, which is not really too much existing here anymore. Most people don't want to hear what the elders have to say in, in this yeah. country. But that's your source of information and wisdom though, that's sure. not being tapped into. <laughs> right? Yeah, um, yeah. They've been here longer than you. They know more than you. And plus, they love you because you come from them. Um, that's not being tapped into no more. And then if you take it down a, a peg or two, it's the eldership exists even among siblings. If you have an older sibling, like some people have siblings that the younger kids dictate the older kids, tell the older kids what to do. It's not happening anymore. <laughs> like you yeah. don't get to tell your older sister, you can be the, the biggest young boy, but your sister's older than you. You have to listen to her. So it's just different teachings that that makes sure that you learn respect and you learn humility. You learn how to fine tune your character more than you chase a bag or money or a new car or a house. Like your, your goal is here not to get those things. Your goal is to fine tune your character to get on your destiny. That's what he finds best. All right. So thank you for sharing that and clearing it up. I'm, that we do have a few viewers and I'm, I'm, I know that they're curious. Um, hey, Carrie, I see you, Sorrel. I see you too. Um, uh, Karen said she was in five five percent nation. Okay, I got it. So, so yeah, we have a few, a few people. Um, so with, with all of that, you know, uh, this conversation is relationship centered, and yes. I want to better understand why we're getting it all wrong. Like I said, you know, you and I, we wound up kind of chatting it up in different spaces about Will and Jada and this whole thing. Um, I don't want this to necessarily go to that, but you know, what in that situation sparked you to comment as you did? In our conversation, you mean? Well, on the post, I saw you do a couple different um you were you were making some comments on Facebook. That's how I, I was following some of the things you were saying, um, understanding like relationships and the dynamics. Um, between the male and the female. So maybe you can just kind of tell me like your your thoughts on that whole situation. Uh, I tend to stay away from those thoughts because it's nothing to do with me per se. Right. But um, I really don't know their dynamics. I'm not there in their bedroom or in, in the car driving home with them. So I don't know what that entails, but all I know that that was a very sad situation to watch unfold. 
Right. Um, and, and, and as a black as a black man, right? Um, because what I realized was that there was some there were different thoughts for men versus women and you know of course there's a mixed bag. But as a black man, um, how do you feel about um because now you're saying you have you're learning more about or you've learned how to become a man, which is something that you obviously had not didn't feel confident in. Um, but when you watch that, like how did that, or if it impacted you at all, like just as a as a man of color, seeing this and seeing the comments and people responding in various ways, what were your thoughts as a man of color? You know, just yeah, as a man of color, relationship wise. Yes, relationship wise. Who have so many layers of relationship that I can just expound on that. But um, relationship-wise, I just see it as a science project gone completely wrong. But I really feel like, because again, you got to remember, if you're talking about a rapper that made it big at a young age that probably didn't get a lot of man training himself, yeah. right? Like, my epiphany for being a man is not an anomaly. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot of men don't admit it. They mask it with their toughness. They mask it with being a movie star. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? They mask it with just these different things, with drinking, with, with misogyny, and just chasing woman after woman. They mask it with so many different things. only thing that we've done with Will Smith is you can see it in his face. He was uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. the slightest little thing it was something else going on inside of his mind that sparked that Yeah, it wasn't the joke but you can tell the difference between him and her that their uneasiness and their uneasiness got unfolded before the whole world unfortunately because of their status in the world but as a couple again like I said I'm not in it but no. just to get an aerial bird's eye view of it from yeah. what that looked like was unbelievably sad to watch <laughs> because mm-hmm. here's this black man now another relationship is that our relationship with each with each other as a people my question that I really asked on Facebook was what he would have slapped Seinfeld mm-hmm. or a joke he didn't like I don't yeah. think so mm-hmm. but you feel comfortable walking up on stage and slapping another brother because you you feel uncomfortable with what he said about your wife. Like, he didn't talk about nobody else in the audience but her. It was just so many, like... So many pieces to it. So many pieces to that. It was just like, dude, it was just sad. But it, it lets you know that their relationship is not where it's supposed to be because if she was if she was any kind of woman, that shouldn't be... That shouldn't be... She should have she should did everything she could to stop him from walking up there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You, you gotta know this is about to destroy your husband's legacy. Because mm-hmm. you're emotional about your hair. What? There's mm-hmm. so, so many other things to worry about besides your hair in the world. But mm-hmm. yeah, I had so many, I had so many not emotions, but just conclusions to that. But again, yeah. I don't want to try to get I don't want to get too gossipy yeah. about somebody else. No, I, no, no, no. I get it. <laughs> yeah, I, I get it, I get it, I get it. I get it. So let's pivot then. Let's pivot into, you know, my original question is how do we get it wrong, right? So you and I, we talked and we, you know, kind of talked about uh, your, the, the PTHD. <laughs> um, you know, we, we've, we've had a couple different um, 
you know, subjects to kind of unpack, but dating and these relationships, um, this is one of the things I enjoy the most. Uh, I think it's important, you know, just as important as you talked about, like understanding your manhood, like understanding who you are as a man. And it's the same for women. Like we have to fully embody what it is to be a woman and really understand it. We do tend to have a lot of you know, I guess, um, leadership, right? People to show us an influence. And if we're blessed to have the elders in our, in our life or had them as a chief influence, at least we had something, right, to kind of look up to. But yeah. you said something that hit home. So if you didn't know how to be a son, I'm like, ooh. Because if you don't have the opportunity to be a son to a man, right, then there's so much that you have to miss. So how do you think that this impacts our dating and our relationships, our marriages, so on and so forth. <laughs> What's the divorce rate again? It's very, very <laughs> over half in the divorce. <laughs> and, and the bug part is um, more women file for divorce than men. It's like, it's, it's, it's just, I don't want to sound like this Debbie Downer black power speaker dude, but um, <laughs> I'm just saying like um, it affects us in major ways because we're learning from dysfunctional people. I mean, if we really track our families, just, just, just be realistic for a second. If we track our families from slavery, we're talking particularly in America. If we track our families from slavery, it was a dysfunctional situation across the board leading up to 2022. If we really are honest with you. So with the fact that 70% of people, young people are growing up in a single household, that's dysfunctional. Ifa has this thing that it says, that if you remove a parent from a child's life, you have just altered that child's destiny. That child will never know who it really is because it's missing a key piece component as to why it came into the world through those two people. And it's been evident ever since the 70s. <laughs> a bunch of single parent households, a bunch of People running in and out of jail because they're lost. They don't know what it looks like to be in a functional society. And we are, the, sadly, the only race who has this issue. So, yeah, it, it, this is, again, what I'm talking about. When I saw, when I had that epiphany and I had that light shine, though, you have to be honest and be like, I learned this the wrong way. Mm. Females learned it the wrong way and men yeah. learned it the wrong way. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, they're like, wow. <laughs> oh my goodness. So yeah, I think I, you know, I definitely feel that culturally we got, we're getting it wrong. We've learned it wrong. Um, and I, I believe that there's a place for our men. Like we need our men to, to to know this, right? We 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 need them to 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 learn of these things and to be able to practice and carry them out. Um, but that's just how I see it. I just think that in in a world like today is just so 
so different, it's so difficult, and it's so challenging. So how do we change this? What what do we need to do? Because your teaching and your learning, you know, it's not reaching everyone, right? All the people that need it. So what do we do? How how do we how do how, how do we get it there? What are, what are we going to do? Because I'm out here in these Dayton streets, right? So I'm I'm in these Dayton streets. I like to say that <laughs> in these Dayton streets, you know. And it's difficult because you realize, as I said, we're getting it wrong. But you realize that there's a lot of trauma that's connected. There's um, a lot of um, of people that don't know. They don't know what work. They don't know why my word is still falling. They don't know what works, um, and some are just absolutely exhausted and don't want to try to figure it out. They don't. They don't know where to even go get it. Um, and unfortunately, they may get it from social media, which is teaching them all kinds of stuff, and they're trying to apply that into and have these relationships. And it's, it's all a mess, and it's ending in these divorces that we're talking about. So, what do we do? We have to change the SIM card. Mm. Period. I'll give you. I'll give you an example. I'll ask you, and you can ask have your your viewers to, to to respond to this also. Okay. So if you had to define a term called benevolence, what would what would that look like to you? Um. Oh wait. Let me let me put that in here too. <laughs> so if I had to define that, um. Well, first of all, I think about the benevolent offering, right? Just, I think of that. That's the that's what I associate benevolence to. Um, and I'm waiting for people to answer, give me their response as well. Well, see, most people see benevolent as a weakness. Mm. Really? Because benevolence is associated with surrendering or submission. Now, when it comes to a deity, it's a whole different story. But we're talking about relationships right now, right? Yeah. So if you ask my experience, if you ask a woman, are you willing to submit to me? What do you think the answer is going to be? <laughs> right? <laughs> I've heard those answers. I've heard the answers. I've heard the answers, Baba. But see, this is the deal, though. You're not really submitting to, say if it was me and you, you're not submitting to me. You're submitting to the higher power, number one, because whatever you do for me comes back to you, not me. Right. So if you are doing something to me that's completely pissing me off, I'm upset with you. Do I stop doing for you because I'm upset with you? Because benevolence means you do it without any selfish intentions. You just have to, you just do it. Despite what you feel about me at this moment, because that moment will pass. Right. Your hurt feelings and your anger will dissipate. If we don't change our minds to understand that first and foremost, we're not serving a human being. We're serving a higher power. And the higher power happened to put this human being in my life, to flash a mirror in my face, to see what I need to change about myself and correct to make myself great and make them great at the same time because it's my job to help them. That's why we're here together. We're not here for this love thing. We're not here for sex. We're not here to just make babies. We're not here to pay bills and, and do all that. We're not here for that. 
We came here specifically as individuals that cross paths on earth to make each other better. Benevolence is mandatory. Hmm. That man said benevolence is mandatory. I can, I can dig it now. I, you know, I'm not I'm not even one that is opposed to submission. Like I I understand it. The yeah, I I understand it. But one would argue, which is what's in the comment section, that um, they will submit if they feel that you can lead. See, there's no contingencies to that. Right. Like you can't come into the room with contingencies. That means mm -hmm. you're not, you have selfish intentions. Ooh. Could that Period. be fear there? Could it be fear from an experience? Oh, again, like I told you. I gotta play, I have to play devil's advocate, right? Could it be fear from an experience? Like I told you, from slavery to 2022, we have a dysfunctional relationship between man and woman. Mm -hmm. Men are fearful too. I'm terrified to tell you the truth of getting in a relationship with women because of my experience with my mother, with my sister, my ex-wife, my first wife. Been married twice. I have terrifying fears of actually being able to get along and be have a benevolent relationship with you. I know I will give it. I'm not sure if you will. Yeah. So therefore, it puts me back on my heels and makes me not be so willing to jump into that. So I get, I get with the with the sister. It's probably a sister, right? I think it's a sister saying that. <laughs> Text statement. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm just saying. 50, 50, 50, 50, 50 chance. <laughs> You're <right>. spot on. Because <laughs> men ain't looking to be led, so it got to be a sister. You know what I mean? <laughs> so. <laughs> but we can't come into this with contingencies. See, everybody wants to fix something if this happens. What? Like, that's not even logical. But. Huh? But, but life teaches us lessons. And, no, I know, I know. I got to play devil's advocate here now. I gotta, okay, go ahead. Uh, life, the thing to go ahead. But you get it. The other <laughs> advocate, right? So, yeah. so life teaches us lessons. And if you go into a situation with the wrong, connecting to the wrong spirit, that could go bad fast. So, so I'm I'm all with you about submission and benevolence, meaning love, meaning agape, and 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 wholeheartedly, and you know, giving it all, and I, without these, you know, condition, I get all of that, right? Mm -hmm. But I think some of us are in a place in a state in our life where we are, we've lived and had so many experiences that now we're like, hold up. So when a woman says, "I don't mind submitting." But I need to. I need to know you can lead me. I go to the dysfunction that you're talking about. So there's an imbalance. But because our lives or that woman's life may be so different, because she's been leading, she's been taking care, she's been doing all these things, and then now you come in, and she's not sure of what you're capable of. And why did she you only know knows. Well, because we're all in. We we are all seeking some type of connection. That's why we let you in. Come on now, Baba, you know that. Okay, we, so we allow you in. Now, now, mind you, now I already said, we already know that there's a there's a dysfunction, there's an imbalance. So that's, mm -hmm. we know that's present. 
So when we say, why did I let you in? Well, because obviously we, we, we still desire connection. We still desire some type of relationship, right? So that's mm-hmm. why you at least open the door, but you can't come in. I'm, I'm not gonna say that. I will say this. Not everyone can enter the door leading because you're you're coming into a place that's already established. So my question to you is, how can one create trust so that it's okay that I now step back and know that I'm good with you? Okay, so. Yeah, you gotta unpack that. <laughs> yeah, this is gonna be a heavy unpack too. Um, so here's the deal. I'll use myself as an example. I told you what my concern is, right? So here's the deal. My job for myself is to know who I am and what my purpose is. I need to build my kingdom, right? Mm -hmm. And the kingdom doesn't mean some big old house and the Mercedes in the driveway, okay? The kingdom could be just you, build you up, right? Mm to where you know who you are, you know your character has been corrected and tweaked based upon something outside of what you learned in your household and in your environment. Knowing who you are and what that looks like, after you build all of that, the next step is to build your moat around it. See, a moat protects the castle. Okay? Like how you think, brother. (laughs) Right? So it protects the castle from being around something that you built up. You you built it up, you need to protect it. If you buy a car that's too expensive, what you buy? Insurance to protect yourself in case you have a loss of your investment. Mm. Do the same thing for what you've built up in yourself if you built it up. See, the problem is, though, most people haven't built themselves up. They know what they have acquired in life and what you have bought and what you can go take a trip and go do. That doesn't make you. So now here comes this dude or here comes this woman that wants to come into your world. And now you're lonely because of the things that you have bought doesn't do it for you. You haven't paid attention to yourself yet. You don't have a moat. You don't even have a drawbridge. You don't have a long spoon to feed them from. You're just letting them in emotionally. That can do nothing but go the wrong way. Two people who don't know each other mm-hmm. or don't know themselves individually coming together for emotional purposes. Tell me, how is that supposed to work out? The numbers tell you how it's supposed to work out. It's above 50% marriages. 70% people are living in single households. The term baby daddy and baby mama is normalized. People are celebrating the, the baby shower before the bridal shower. Let us speak. I mean, the writing's on the wall. Rainbow yeah. has spoken. If you watch B Street before, I'm just saying, Rainbow has spoken. Okay, <laughs> the writing is on the wall. It's just you got to do the work on you. If you do the work on you, you know what you are. You know what to let in. Mm, 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 mm. That man said, if you do the work on you, you know who you are. You know who to let in. Ooh, we can just sit that like that. 
you can drop the mic on that. <laughs> I think we're all guilty of that, though. Of, of mm-hmm. uh, we obviously we are, right? We are obviously guilty of it. Mm, that's a good one. I'm going to have to sit with that for a little bit. I like that. I like that. I like that. I like that. So you know, you know your your thoughts currently on on dating. You said that you're. You know, you you have your fears and things like that. And I think we all do. God knows I'm constantly telling people I'm not getting it right. Um, I don't want anyone, all because I talk about relation, I don't want anyone to believe that, oh, she has it all figured out. No. The more I dig into it, the more, the more I realize I know nothing. <laughs> it's like, the more I unpack, the more conversations I have, the more I realize, nope, you know nothing. There's so much more to learn. Um, human behaviors are quite intriguing to me, and relationships are just a bunch of human behaviors. Um, so, how do you navigate? I, I don't know your situation or anything like that, but how do you suggest that one navigates the um, this dating courtship, this family building, all these things that? It seems like so many people want that they do not know how to attain and how to retain. So how do you suggest one navigate this? Because again, we're out here doing it no matter what. And we have, a lot of us have more years behind us than ahead. So how do we work through this um, dysfunction? And this is where the old rework comes in that I talk about all the time. Yeah. Um, because getting to know you is getting to know your old me. But the thing is, I'll give you a theory that I have. I'm a vegan, okay? I am single, by the way, but I'm a okay. vegan. So being a vegan, I have this theory that I use because the world is not made for vegans. Can you imagine a vegan at a barbecue? Right? There's nothing for me to eat. I have to make decisions based upon the environment that I know I'm going into, right? Yeah, for sure. To me, that's how the single life is. Because the more that you get to know who you are, the less people you're going to talk to anyway. Right. Right? So for me, I basically, I'm not scared. I just, I'm, I'm actually more scared of the scarceness of people that would qualify for that situation. That's pretty much the more terrifying concept of it. Because yeah, there's, there's not as many fish in the sea as they say there are. Exactly. Like there's a whole lot of fish, but are they are they they're basically useless fish because there's a lot of trash who, in the sea too. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, dude, I'm out. You look beautiful, but again, see, in, in your in your moments of not knowing who you are, you choose. I'm gonna use men. Men choose based upon what the what the woman look like. Uh, and sometimes, sometimes their job because they want to make sure that they can have some access to some other stuff. But, but primarily, what she looks like. There you go. And you have capacity to love those and a willingness to love those.
Hey everybody, your girl Queenie Love. If you all can hear me out there. Tonight, of course, I'm here talking about relationships. I'll be coming on camera in a moment. Here, chatting it up about relationships. Many of you know I love um, unpacking behaviors and relationships, all types. So tonight, um, I'm welcoming a gentleman by the name of Baba Makanjula, um, Ori Ini founder, and um, I am super excited to engage with him, get his perspective on relationships. I asked Baba, um, why are we not getting relationships right? And he has um, some information to share, you know, his opinion on that and his experience and how he sees these things. So definitely I'm looking forward to this. So if you give me a moment, we're going to be coming on live. And we're going to get into this. I'm going to read a little bit about Baba. So Baba Makanjula has seen, he says he's seen his share of tough times in life, being a native of South Central Los Angeles. But shortly after his IFA initiation in 2019, his world was shaken to its core. He lost his house, his business tanked, and his wife left. That's when began the internal quest to discover what had driven his choices throughout his life, including the choices that led to such periods of inconceivable setbacks. On his journey, he crossed paths with the teachings of Ori through his studies of the spiritual tradition of Ifa. That's when the light bulb detonated, eclipsing his past. Ultimately, he decided to renege on his prior understanding, rewrite new narratives, and change his mind. This manifestation became the springboard for evolution in his life, and many members of Ori Eni Enai since it launched in 2020. Um, I think, yeah, there we go. I think that's it. We're going to share his email and whatnot probably by the end of this. Um, I'm excited, so I think you're going to enjoy it. Make sure you share this. Of course, it will be on Spotify. Here's we're finished, actually. I'll make sure it's up on Spotify so you can easily share the um the uh, the link for Spotify and um, get it out there. So without further ado, let's welcome Baba Makanjula to the Relationships on the podcast. Baba, are you there? Yes, yes, yes. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm chilling. <laughs> First of all, that's a pretty dope shirt. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you. I make them. It's my little, my little catchphrase. I say I shizzle all the time, so I made a shirt. Yeah, out. yeah, I like that shirt. I like that. So, um, I want to welcome you and, and thank you for, um, you know, deciding to come and have this conversation with me. Uh, I know that it was maybe a couple weeks ago you reached out and kind of wanted to know, um, you know, about my show and 
course, there's some things we wanted to talk about. And this just so happened to have been right after the uh, Will Smith, Jada, you know, situation that occurred. And um, I saw you post a few things. I think we may have seen some comments and um, shared some of the same views, I do believe. And uh, But I thought you had a very unique perspective on how you were seeing relationships. And so, of course, I'm always intrigued by different views, whether I agree with them totally or not. I'm just so intrigued by those. Um, and so here you are. Sure. Ashes. <laughs> so not Ashe, but Ashizel. I like that. Um, so let's get into this a little bit. Um, I read your bio and I would love for you to, in your own words, just kind of tell me a bit about who you are. Um, yeah, who you are and, and, and how this came to be and even your teachings, because I know that you um, you teach and um, and this as if you're trying to, you know, build and, and even help us reprogram the way we think and the way we see re- relationships and life as a whole. So can we get into who you are? I'm just a person from South Central LA, um, born in the 70s, raised in the 80s, had fun in the 90s, but realized in 2019 that I learned how to live my life wrong as a man. And it was a very hard lesson to to swallow, ingest, digest, (laughs) and separate from moving forward after I had that epiphany. Um, it really it really changed my life when I had that epiphany because I hadn't really sat down and been able to say or even realize that or what that even was that I felt was the right way of living as a I don't subscribe to the whole African American black thing but and that's probably going to be a whole nother situation later on but um <laughs> But as a, as a man with this complexion in the environment that I grew up in and the way I was taught, I realized it was completely wrong. And what taught me that it was completely wrong was the teachings and understandings that I was learning from Ifa. Um, I didn't have a gauge to it. Um, I want to say certain things, but I'm not out of respect for your audience. I don't know who's going to listen to this, but... I didn't have a gauge for it. So when I got that gauge, it shined the light on what I was doing. And it was like, oh no, this gotta go. If you want to do this, you can't do that anymore. And the more I tried to match up apples to apples, my fruit basket was a mess. So I had to change all of that stuff. And still changing something, don't get me wrong. Nothing changes overnight. Everything is work in progress until I I get back in the dirt, but for the most part, I got a grip on the things that were really the most challenging for me. Uh, And from there, I'm here talking to you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So can we just talk a little bit about, listen, you know, my followers are pretty dope and they're pretty open-minded. And if they're not, they know that I welcome them to turn this particular show off. It's okay. (laughs) Um, Come back. I'll always have something for you at a different time. But when you talk about um, the teachings of Ifa and you come into 
the understanding of it and it's it seems like it might have been eye open. I had a, a different awakening personally, so I get that these things happen. But what was so different? What actually what actually became that light bulb for you that said, wait a minute? I had to say it out loud to myself that I didn't know how to be a man. Mm. That was hard for me to, to, to digest. I didn't know how to be a man. I didn't know how to be a husband. I didn't know how to be a father technically. You know why? Because I had never been a son. That's deep. See what I'm saying? Like that's really deep. I didn't know what that was. And I and a lot I think a lot of people I know have suffered from the same thing. They just haven't come to that conclusion yet. Because you're taught to mask it as a man and keep moving and keep it going, suck it up, be tough, and don't show any weakness. Like it's it's the most ludicrous concept that men have to suffer with their whole lives. I just decided not to do it anymore. I just looked at it. And like I said in my description, my divorce is what prompted it. When I looked at the, the so-called, I'll say failure, so-called failure of that divorce, which was basically the experience that was teaching me a lesson that I came out of this with, which is this right now. Um, that divorce or that separation or that, that journey ending made me look at myself. And it made me to dissect. So how could you have corrected this and I had to do like self evaluations like I grew up in a household that my father left at two years old my stepfather was like a revolving door he would come over like once or twice a month that was my normality I didn't learn I didn't know what family was I didn't know what a man's supposed to do all I knew that a man was supposed to get money and provide that what after that then what like now what? I'm still more than a paycheck so what does that else does that do entail? Uh, I didn't know how to manage emotions. I grew up in South Central. In South Central, you grew up there. Emotions is not something that, that you need to have, you can have. You can't afford emotions in South Central. Emotions will get you killed in South Central. So I didn't have that switch at the time. So I was kind of like functioning on that frequency while trying to be a so-called husband. So when like I told you, when I got that initiation, they didn't give it to me right then and there, but as I did my studies and I started evaluating what is this EFR thing and what does it actually do? What does it teach? What is it about? How do I function in it? Uh, it was completely different from anything I had practiced. Um, I was in the nation of Islam. I was in the church. None of that stuff gave me this information. Because it gave me like the key points of a person and what you're supposed to do as a man, but not just as a man, as a person sent here from, from the heavens to, to conquer your destiny, to do what you were sent here to do and what that's supposed to look like. And everything I had learned did not match up. Wow. So if I, with that particular teaching, I don't want to stay on it. I'm just curious. Um, is, you know, is it family? Is, the, is it, what is the foundation? Let me do it that way. I don't want to, I don't want to steer the question. So what is the foundational teaching and and what does it say about family? Family is where the wealthy is in the farm. It's the reverse of you. Most people here want to have as least as children as they want they can have. Um how many children do you want? Like two, maybe. 
but in Ifa, it's more like the more children you have, that is your wealth. Um, but as far as what it says about family after that, is that it's a lot. I mean, we can be here all day yeah. about it, but yeah. Yeah. it's a lot. But, um, but particularly, I'll take two things out of the out of the, the bucket. Um, one thing is that eldership, the importance of eldership any father, which is not really too much existing here anymore. Most people right. don't want to hear what elders have to say in this yeah. country. But that's your source of information and wisdom that's sure. not being tapped into. <laughs> right? Yeah, um, yeah. They've been here longer than you. They know more than you. Plus, they love you because you come from them. Um, that's not being tapped into no more. And then if you take it down a, a peg or two, it's the eldership exists even among siblings. If you have an older sibling, like some people have siblings that the younger kids dictate the older kids, tell the older kids what to do. It's not happening anymore. <laughs> like you yeah. don't get to tell your older sister, you can be the, the biggest young boy, but your sister's older than you. You have to listen to her. So it's just different teachings that that makes sure that you learn respect and you learn humility. You learn how to fine tune your character more than you chase a bag or money or a new car or a house. Like your, your goal is here not to get those things. Your goal is to fine tune your character to get on your destiny. That's what he finds best. All right, so thank you for sharing that and clearing it up. That we do have a few viewers, and I'm, I'm, I know that they're curious. Um, hey, Karen, I see you, Sorel, I see you too. Um, so uh, Karen said she was in five five percent nation. Okay, I got it. So, so yeah, we have a few, a few people. Um, so with, with all of that, you know, uh, this conversation is relationship centered, and yes. I want to better understand why we're getting it all wrong like i said you know you and i we wound up kind of chatting it up in different spaces about will and jada and this whole thing um i don't want this to necessarily go to that but you know what in that situation sparked you to comment as you did in our conversation you mean well, on the post, I saw you do a couple different. Um, you were you were making some comments on Facebook. That's how I I was following some of the things you were saying, um, understanding like relationships and the dynamics um, between the male and the female. So maybe you can just kind of tell me like your your thoughts on that whole situation. Uh I tend to stay away from those thoughts because it's nothing to do with me per se. Right. But um, I really don't know their dynamics. I'm not there in their bedroom or in, in the car driving home with them. So I don't know what that entails. But all I know that that was a very sad situation to watch unfold. Right. Um, and and, and as, a black, as a black man, right? Um, because what I realized was that there was some, there were different thoughts for men versus women and you know of course there's a mixed bag but as a black man um how do you feel about um because now you're saying you have you're learning more about or you've learned how to become a man which is something that you obviously had not didn't feel confident in 
Um, but when you watch that, like, how did that, if it impacted you at all, like just as a as a man of color, seeing this and seeing the comments and people responding in various ways, what were your thoughts as a man of color? You know, just yeah, as a man of color. Relationship wise. Yes, relationship wise. Ooh, I have so many layers of relationship that I can just expound on that. But um, relationship-wise, I just see it as a science project gone completely wrong. But I really feel like, because again, you got to remember, if you're talking about a rapper that made it big at a young age that probably didn't get a lot of man training himself, Right? Like my epiphany for being a man is not an anomaly. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot of men don't admit it. They mask it with their toughness. They mask it with being a movie star. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? They mask it with just these different things, with drinking, with with misogyny and just chasing woman after woman. They mask it with so many different things. Only thing that we've done with Will Smith is you can see it in his face. He was uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. the slightest little thing it was something else going on inside of his mind that sparked that Yeah, it wasn't the joke but you can tell the difference between him and her that their uneasiness and their uneasiness got unfolded before the whole world unfortunately because of their status in the world but as a couple again like I said I'm not in it but no. just to get an aerial bird's eye view of it from yeah. what that looked like was unbelievably sad to watch <laughs> because mm-hmm. here's this black man now another relationship is that our relationship with each with each other as a people my question that I really asked on Facebook was what he would have slapped Seinfeld mm-hmm. for a joke he didn't like I don't yeah. think so mm-hmm. but you feel comfortable walking up on stage and slapping another brother because mm-hmm. you you feel uncomfortable with what he said about your wife like he didn't talk about nobody else in the audience but her it was just so many like so many pieces to it so many pieces to that we just like dude it was just sad but it, it lets you know that their relationship is not where it's supposed to be because if she was if she was any kind of woman that shouldn't be that shouldn't be she should she should have did everything she could to stop him from walking up there right yeah yeah. You, you gotta know this is about to destroy your husband's legacy because mm-hmm. you're emotional about your hair what it's mm-hmm. some, so many other things to worry about besides your hair in the world but mm-hmm. yeah I had so many I had so many not emotions but just conclusions to that but again yeah. I don't want to try to get I don't want to get too gossipy yeah. about somebody else no, no 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 I get it <laughs> yeah, I, I get wanna... it I get it I get it I get it. So let's pivot then. Let's pivot into, you know, my original question is how do we get it wrong, right? So you and I, we talked and we, you know, kind of talked about uh, your, the, the PTHD. <laughs> um, you know, we, we've, we've had a couple different, um, you know, subjects to kind of unpack, but dating and these relationships, um, this is one of the things I enjoy the most. Uh, I think it's important, you know, just as important as you talk about, like understanding your manhood, like understanding who you are as a man. And it's the same for women. Like we have to fully embody what it is to be a woman and really understand it. We do tend to have a lot of 
you know, I guess, um, leadership, right? People to show us an influence. And if we're blessed to have the elders in our, in our life or had them as a chief influence, at least we had something, right, to kind of look up to. But yeah. you said something that hit home. So if you didn't know how to be a son, I'm like, ooh. Because if you don't have the opportunity to be a son to a man, right, then there's so much that you have to miss. So how do you think that this impacts our dating and our relationships, our marriages, so on and so forth. <laughs> What's the divorce rate again? It's very, very <laughs> over half in the divorce. <laughs> and, and the bug part is um, more women file for divorce than men. It's like, it's, it's, it's just, I don't want to sound like this Debbie Downer Black Power speaker dude, but um, I'm just saying, like, um, it affects us in major ways because we're learning from dysfunctional people. I mean, if we really track our families, just, just, just be realistic for a second. If we track our families from slavery, we're talking particularly in America. If we track our families from slavery, it was a dysfunctional situation across the board leading up to 2022. If we really are honest with you. So, with the fact that 70% of people, young people are growing up in a single household, that's dysfunctional. Ifa has this thing that it says, that if you remove a parent from a child's life, you have just altered that child's destiny. That child will never know who it really is because it's missing a key piece, component, as to why it came into the world through those two people. And it's been evident ever since the 70s. A bunch of single parent households, a bunch of People running in and out of jail because they're lost. They don't know what it looks like to be in a functional society. And we are, the, sadly, the only race who has this issue. So, yeah, it, it, this is, again, what I'm talking about. When I saw, when I had that epiphany and I had that light shine, though, you have to be honest and be like, I learned this the wrong way. Mm. Females learned it the wrong way and men yeah. learned it the wrong way. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. They're like, wow. <laughs> oh my goodness. So yeah, I think you I, you know, I definitely feel that culturally we got we're getting it wrong. We've learned it wrong. Um and I I believe that there's a place for our men. Like we need our men to 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 know this, right? We 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 need them to 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 learn of these things and to be able to practice and carry them out. Um, but that's just how I see it. I just think that in in a world like today is just so so different, it's so difficult, and it's so challenging. So, how do we change this? What what do we need to do? Because your teaching and your learning, you know, it's not reaching everyone, right? All the people that need it. So, what do we do? How how do we how do how, how do we get it there? What are, what are we going to do? Because I'm out here in these dating streets, right? So I'm I'm in these dating streets. I like to say that 
in these dating streets, you know, and it's difficult because you realize, as I said, you're getting it wrong, but you realize that there's a lot of trauma that's connected. There's um, a lot of um, of people that don't know. They don't know what works. I don't know why my word is still falling. They don't know what works. Um, and some are just absolutely exhausted and don't want to try to figure it out. They don't They don't know where to even go get it. Um, and unfortunately, they may get it from social media, which is teaching them all kinds of stuff. And they're trying to apply that into and have these relationships. And it's all a mess. And it's ending in these divorces that we're talking about. So what do we do? We have to change the SIM card. Mm. Period. I'll give you. I'll give you an example. I'll ask you, and you can ask have your your viewers to, to to respond to this also. Okay. So if you had to define a term called benevolence, what would what would that look like to you? Um. Oh wait. Let me let me put that in here too. <laughs> so if I had to define that, um. Well, first of all, I think about the benevolent offering, right? Just, I think of that. That's the that's what I associate benevolence to. Um, and I'm waiting for people to answer, give me their response as well. Well, see, most people see benevolent as a weakness. Mm. Really? Because benevolence is associated with surrendering or submission. Now, when it comes to a deity, it's a whole different story. But we're talking about relationships right now, right? Yeah. So if you ask my experience, if you ask a woman, are you willing to submit to me? What do you think the answer is going to be? <laughs> right? I've <laughs> heard those answers. I've heard the answers. I've heard the answers, Baba. But see, this is the deal, though. You're not really submitting to, say if it was me and you, you're not submitting to me. You're submitting to the higher power, number one, because whatever you do for me comes back to you, not me. Right. So if you are doing something to me that's completely pissing me off, I'm upset with you. Do I stop doing for you because I'm upset with you? Because benevolence means you do it without any selfish intentions. You just have to, you just do it. Despite what you feel about me at this moment, because that moment will pass. Right. Your hurt feelings and your anger will dissipate. If we don't change our minds to understand that first and foremost, we're not serving a human being. We're serving a higher power. And the higher power happened to put this human being in my life to flash a mirror in my face to see what I need to change about myself and correct to make myself great and make them great at the same time because it's my job to help them. That's why we're here together. We're not here for this love thing. We're not here for sex. We're not here to just make babies. We're not here to pay bills and, and do all that. We're not here for that. We came here specifically as individuals that cross paths on earth to make each other better. Benevolence is mandatory. Mm. That man said benevolence is mandatory. I can, I can dig it now. I, you know, I'm not I'm not even one that is opposed to submission. Like I I understand it. The 
yeah, I, I understand it. But one would argue, which is what's in the comment section, that um, they will submit if they feel that you can leave. See, there's no contingencies to that. Right. Like you can't come into the room with contingencies. That means mm -hmm. you're not, you have selfish intentions. Ooh. Could that Period. be fear though? Could it be fear from an experience? Oh, again, like I told you. I gotta play, I have to play devil's advocate, right? Could it be fear from an experience? Like I told you, from slavery to 2022, we have a dysfunctional relationship between man and woman. Mm -hmm. Men are fearful too. I'm terrified to tell you the truth of getting in a relationship with women because of my experience with my mother, with my sister, my ex-wife, my first wife. Been married twice. I have terrifying fears of actually being able to get along and be have a benevolent relationship with. I know I will give it. I'm not sure if you will. Yeah. So therefore it puts me back on my heels and makes me not be so willing to jump into that. So I get I get with this with the system. It's probably a sister, right? I think it's a sister saying that. <laughs> That's a statement. Yeah. <laughs> just, 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 yeah, I'm just saying. You're spot on. Because <laughs> men ain't looking to be led, so it gotta be a sister. You know what I mean? So <laughs> <laughs> but you, we can't come into this with contingencies. See, everybody wants to fix something if this happens. What? Like, that's not even logical. Right. Huh? But, but life teaches us lessons. And... No, no, I'm just... I got to play devil's advocate here now. I gotta, okay, go ahead. Uh, life is, is devil, go ahead. But you get it. The other <laughs> advocate, right? So, yeah. so life teaches us lessons. And if you go into a situation with the wrong, connecting to the wrong spirit, that could go bad fast. So, so I'm, I'm all with you about submission and benevolence, meaning love, meaning agape and, and, and wholeheartedly and, you know, giving it all and I, without these, you know, conditions, I get all of that, right? Mm -hmm. But I think some of us are in a place in a state in our life where we are, we've lived and had so many experiences that now we're like, hold up. So when a woman says, I don't mind submitting but I need to I need to know you can lead me. I go to the dysfunction that you're talking about. So there's an imbalance. But because our lives or that woman's life may be so different because she's been leading, she's been taking care of, she's been doing all these things. And then now you come in and she's not sure of what you're capable of. And why did she you only knows Well, because we're all in we're we are all seeking some type of connection. That's why we let you in. Come on now, Baba. You know that. Okay, we so we allow you in. Now, now, mind you, now I already said, we already know that there's a there's a dysfunction, there's an imbalance. So that's, mm -hmm. we know that's present. So when we say, why'd I let you in? Well, because obviously we, we, we still desire connection. We still desire some type of relationship, right? So that's mm -hmm. why you at least open the door. But you can't come in. I'm, I'm not going to say that. I will say this. Not everyone can enter the door leading because you're you're coming into a place that's already established. So my question to you is, 
how can one create trust so that it's okay that I now step back and know that I'm good with you? Okay. So. Yeah, you got to unpack that. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be a heavy unpack too. Um, so here's the deal. I'll use myself as an example. I told you what my concern is, right? So here's the deal. My job for myself is to know who I am and what my purpose is. I need to build my kingdom, right? Mm -hmm. And the kingdom doesn't mean some big old house and the Mercedes in the driveway, okay? The kingdom could be just you, build you up, right? Mm -hmm. To where you know who you are, you know your character has been corrected and tweaked based upon something outside of what you learned in your household and in your environment. Knowing who you are and what that looks like. After you build all of that, the next step is to build your moat around it. See, a moat protects the castle. Okay? Like how you think, brother. <laughs> right? So I like that protects the castle from being around something that you built up. If you built it up, you need to protect it. If you buy a car that's too expensive, what you buy? Insurance to protect yourself because you have a loss of your investment. Mm. Do the same thing for what you've built up in yourself if you built it up. See, the problem is, though, most people haven't built themselves up. They know what they have acquired in life and what you have bought and what you can go take a trip and go do. That doesn't make you. Mm. So now here comes this dude or here comes this woman that wants to come into your world. And now you're lonely because of the things that you have bought doesn't do it for you. You haven't paid attention to yourself yet. You don't have a moat. You don't even have a drawbridge. You don't even have a long spoon to feed them from. You're just letting them in emotionally. Mm-hmm. That can do nothing but go the wrong way. Two people who don't know each other mm-hmm. or don't know themselves individually coming together for emotional purposes. Tell me, how's that supposed to work out? The numbers tell you how it's supposed to work out. It's above 50% marriages. 70% people are living in single households. The term baby daddy and baby mama is normalized. People are celebrating the, the baby shower before the bridal shower. Let us speak. I mean, the writing's on the wall. Rainbow has spoken. If you watched B Street before, I'm just saying, Rainbow has spoken. Okay, (laughs) the writing is on the wall. It's just you got to do the work on you. If you do the work on you, you know what you are. You know what to let in. Mm, 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 mm. That man said, "If you do the work on you, you know who you are. You know who to let in." Ooh, we can just sit that like that. <laughs> you can drop the mic on that. <laughs> I think we're all guilty of that, though. Of, of mm-hmm. uh, we obviously we are, right? We're obviously guilty of it. Mm, that's a good one. I'm going to have to sit with that for a little bit. I like that. I like that. I like that. I like that. So you know, 
you know, your your thoughts currently on on dating. You said that you're, you know, you you have your fears and things like that. And I think we all do. God knows I'm constantly telling people I'm not getting it right. Um, I don't want anyone, or because I talk about relation, I don't want anyone to believe that, oh, she has it all figured out. No. The more I dig into it, the more the more I realize I know nothing. <laughs> it's like the more I unpack, the more conversations I have, uh, the more I realize, nope, you know nothing. There's so much more to learn. Um, human behaviors are quite intriguing to me. And relationships are just a bunch of human behaviors. Um, so how do you navigate? I, I don't know your situation or anything like that, but how do you suggest that one navigates the um, this dating, courtship, this family building, all these things that it seems like so many people want that they do not know how to attain and how to retain. So how do you suggest one navigate this? Because again, we're out here doing it no matter what. And we have, a lot of us have more years behind us than ahead. So how do we work through this um, dysfunction? And this is where the OE work comes in that I'll talk about all the time. Yeah. Because um, getting to know you is getting to know your OE. But the thing is, I'll give you a theory that I have. I'm a vegan, okay? I am single, by the way, but I'm a okay. vegan. So being a vegan, I have this theory that I use because the world is not made for vegans. Can you imagine a vegan at a barbecue? Right? There's nothing for me to eat. I have to make decisions based upon the environment that I know I'm going into, right? Yeah, for sure. To me, that's how the single life is. Because the more that you get to know who you are, the less people you're going to talk to anyway. Right. Right? So for me, I basically, I'm not scared. I just, I'm, I'm actually more scared of the scarceness of people that would qualify for that situation. That's pretty much the more terrifying concept of it. Because yeah, there's, there's not as many fish in the sea as they say there are. Exactly. Like, it's a whole lot of fish, but are they are they they're basically useless fish because there's a lot of trash through, in the sea too. Yeah, it's like, dude, I'm out. You look beautiful, but again, see, in, in your in your moments of not knowing who you are, you choose. I'm gonna use men. Men choose based upon what the what the woman look like. Uh, you know, sometimes, sometimes their job because they want to make sure that they can have some access to some other stuff, but but primarily, what she looks like. Mm-hmm.